Welcome to Casa de Cambio. On today's episode of Casa de Cambio, I am so excited to be joined by Kelly Tomney. Welcome, Kelly. Oh, thanks so much, Tash. How are you going today? Really well. I'm very excited to connect. I think it's even more important over these times. So I'm very, very excited. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this one a lot. Um, So today we're going to talk about future-proofing your career and you have an amazing book out, which is called Future Proof You, uh, which we'll get to in a minute. But before we get into that, there's a couple of questions I ask every guest who comes onto Casa de Cambio. And the first one is, what are you currently watching, reading or listening to? Oh, great questions. Okay, what am I watching have you watched White Lotus? It's an HBO no, one. I, that's oh. on my list. I've just heard about it. So good. You've, you've both you, Tash, and the listeners. Yep. It's very good. Now, of course, most of us can't go on holiday at the moment. And um, so dreaming of those big holidays oh, and luxury yeah. holidays. So it's set in Hawaii. It's a beautiful <gasps> resort. Oh. And, you know, you just like, oh, that would be so good. And it all looks, the first episode, I won't, um, give too much away but it all these guests coming in and life looks pretty perfect these people are fairly privileged so we shall we say so um, it all looks pretty aspirational and then as the episodes keep going through you start to see that uh, life isn't perfect really for anybody <laughs> yeah. and it gets a bit it shows a bit of the darker side or the you know, the problems we all have. So it's real. it's a comedy, it's satire, it's really well done. Love to hear what you think about yeah. it. But, well, it's uh, HBO, um, isn't it? So they always put out really good quality content. Good quality. I think we get it through Fox still here, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's really good. And it's got um, a Connie Britton in it and she's absolutely fantastic. I really loved, yeah, it's a good actress. Okay. Good no, people I might, in there. I might get onto it on the weekend since we're in lockdown. And <gasps> I won't be doing anything socially. So. No, I'm definitely not going on holidays overseas anytime soon. So that's a good sort of a good one. In terms of what I'm reading, okay, um, I've got a mix, and that would be some. So I'm finding that I'm needing more joy more than mm. ever right yep. now, yep. and. So I've got the book, which is actually called The Joy Seeker, and it's about letting go of what's holding you back so you can live the life that you were made for by Shannon Kaiser. And look, it's great. The cover looks really joyful and um, it is really big stuff, but it's very much the inner journey of that. And I must admit I'm being, I just wanted the quick fix joy. Yeah, <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, but as we know, that's it's not really that that's not the path, right? So, so that's a really really good one. And then I've got Force for Good, which is the vision, the Dalai Lama's uh, book, which is mm-hmm. you know just great to keep that sort of focus and big picture about. With so much going on in the world at the moment, it's like oh, you know, how can we be that force for good, and how can we? What yeah. could be a roadmap? you know, out of, you know, out of this in a more positive way. So I'm really enjoying that. And I'm also really enjoying what's a, uh, the, or Hugh McKay has put out the inner self one. And Mm -hmm. that's the joy of discovering who you really are. And I think, you know, we've got more time. 
And uh, so it's like, okay, this is another level of going into who I really am, what are my values now, what do I want to stand for in the future? So that's, and it really goes into the addictions. It goes into, it's, some of them hit hard, um, Tash. Yep. So yep. it's like okay. uh, busyness, Oof. work. Oof. Yeah, I, they, they go perfectionism. <laughs> um, what else? It's, oh, I think there, there are quite a few of them. So I'm just going, I'm pulling out the ones that, particularly yeah, yeah. pertain to myself and uh, my clients but oh no that yeah. hits busyness and work I am addicted to both <laughs> confessing me yeah too. guilty yeah. and I get so much joy from it you know I've always loved my career so that's wonderful I get so much joy from it but it also can mean I can overwork or I can yeah Yeah. I think it's for me it's been hard because I got addicted to work last year because my whole it was a coping mechanism for not being able to go on holiday like I you know I live in Melbourne as the listeners know we had a 12-week lockdown and I thought okay well if I can't go anywhere I'm just going to work the whole time Uh, and I worked extremely hard like nights day and night weekends um And then I realized by the end of last year, I was very burnt out. Um, I did take a break and that was, and I went, oh, I'm tired. Uh, and then I resolved to not do that so much this year. And it started out really well because what happened was, you know, I got to the end of last year in November, things started opening up here and I went, oh, great socializing, you know, restaurants, gym. And that's when the wheels started to fall off because then I couldn't manage my workload. <laughs> I realized I was only managing it in stage four lockdown. And so this year it started out well, but now that we're back in these lockdowns, I'm rever- I'm like, well, I'm just going to work the whole time again. So I don't know if that's good or if it's bad or if it's a bit of both, but yeah, I'm, I'll put that one on the list for sure. And I'll make sure it's in the show notes for the listeners. Um, anything else you're listening it's, to or, or wanted to? One. Listening to, well, I'm listening to yours, Casa de Cambio. I love it. Love oh. hearing. From, yeah. Thank you. It's a real... I know, you know, I love listening and seeing people come into their, you know, their purpose and and all of that. And I think hearing you as well as your guests who are experts and, you know, really doing what they love and leading for so many others, right? So leading the change is tough and it's, wow, it impacts all of our lives and, you know, we have to lead, but we're holding space for so many others as well as for ourselves. And so I'm loving your podcast. Thank you. you. I know what it takes to do all of this. So thanks. props to you. Yeah, definitely. It's it's awesome. And it would be helping so many people. And uh, yeah, it is. It's great. And not only is it well, it's purposeful, isn't it? Even more than nice. You know, it is wonderful to do, but it's going to help so many and oh, your impact. I have a great time doing it. And again, it's another fun lockdown activity. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm so glad that people, like people, when whenever someone messages and says, oh, you know, I listened to this, they say something about an episode. I'm like, this is amazing uh, because I... I'm actually releasing my 50th episode on Monday. So it will be out by the time this podcast comes out. 
but yeah, like I started it and didn't think anyone would listen. And it's the response has been so positive. Um, and there's people all around the world listening now, not just Australia. And it's been pretty wild and I enjoy doing it. So it's nice to be appreciated. Oh, it is. And can I add to that? Because yeah. you know, there are lots of, because you've got all of the experts on it and stuff like that. It's so easy to, to say, oh, have a look at this episode with, yeah. you know, AI, human-centred design, whatever you've been talking about. Um, yeah, so thank you. That's awesome. And then what I've also been listening to, I've just, because we can't go out and um, I've just really been missing some good music and, you know, mm -hmm. when you're at a restaurant and you're just like, oh, this is my chill-out time. So I've been pulling together some playlists of myself just to sort of lift my own yeah. energy up and so I've been doing that which is cool and then so the weekends don't blur into the weeks yeah. I've been um icebergs have got a great playlist uh Bondi icebergs okay Sunday sessions okay it's really good you can feel like you're out. there oh. but it's like oh wouldn't that be nice wouldn't so, it be nice to be at icebergs having a yes. margarita <laughs> We will get there. We will get there. <laughs> One day. Um, yes, yeah, so many guests who have come on the podcast have said that they're listening to 70s or 80s music. I'm going through a big 90s phase. Um, and I think, yeah, we're, we're kind of going back to, I don't know if it's a nostalgic feeling or what we're chasing, but there's something there. That's great. And I'll, I'll include that in the show notes too. Um, the second question I wanted to ask is, what is the best piece of career advice you ever received? Oh, that's great. So I grew up on a farm in South Australia, really remote. So we've... Um, oh, whereabouts got, in South Australia? So it is so probably an hour from Streaky Bay. So oh. on a farm, well, an hour and a bit, yeah. So very remote and that sort of yeah. stuff. And our school, I was at Carcolderby Area School, which was sort of like an hour and a half to get one way to the school and that sort of stuff. Oh, goodness. And, only a hundred students at the time from reception to year 12. And from there, I suppose people either went to uni or, st or stayed there and farming and all of that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. I didn't really see people that had a career that I could relate to. Yeah. And so I did feel a bit different early on. Right. And I went to uni and I was trying to find this career advice and that was probably when we had the career counsellor. Mm -hmm. But I didn't find that advice was really hitting the mark for me. Yeah. And so it was very skills-based, not so much who are you, what are your values, you know, purpose, what impact do you want to make, these sorts of things. But, of course, that was telling me to do what I do now. But mm. um, so I was always trying to find it, if you like. I found um, this is a really, really fantastic book, which was What Colour Is Your Parachute? And I've got the 2000 edition, my goodness, showing the age there. <laughs> but um, it's like 350 pages, right? And it's a real, it says a practical manual, and, but it is tough going. It is tough going. Most people do not get through it. But with all respect, it was fantastic. It really, really helped me, you know, how many years ago now? 
Mm. 20 plus years ago and in it it's got this um the job flower of your dreams and I used it um way back then and it really was fantastic because it was the first time that it sort of built in going hey you know where do you geography what's important to you what's uh, your vision of values what are your skills how could you possibly change from one career to the other it's fairly uh hard to sort of navigate all through but that aspect was just sensational and it first allowed me to open my eyes to say I can create the career you know take back my power I'm seeing these jobs being advertised but I'm not really sure just on a skills base whether that's going to tick the boxes But I got from that, it was like, okay, what are my values? I really want to be doing more leadership and marketing and change and transformation. That's what, you know, really excites me. And then it allowed me to, I chose, you know, I only went for one job interview, but it was like, that's the one. This is the company because they're saying their values and their vision and stuff is this and that aligns to me. And that was huge that was huge because I started with that organization and there was a real fit I mean I loved I worked for Lion for eight years and Mm. I just absolutely loved it because we had that such was authentic to me I had that a real alignment was uh, those sorts of things but it eventually was like I want some more change and more transformation so that's why I sort of moved on from there but I'd say that was that was the best and then I've just been applying and researching and trying to find the best career advice my whole career because I love it and I want people to love it and a lot of people don't if you really ask people you know do you love your work honestly and I get to sit with them, mm. obviously, in a one-on-one, no judgment, judgment-free zone. And a lot of people say, no, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I don't. And I ask them, what's the next role that you would like? And they can't see one. And but they're working so, so hard in the yeah. current role, overworking. It's impacting Unhappy. their yeah. whole life. Yes, they're so unhappy. They're unfulfilled. They're drained. And so I'm like, wow, you know, so do we keep running on this road, which the destination you're not even interested in, it's not not fulfilling and you've already seen that you don't want to do it. So how about we create another path, path that's really, really exciting for you and you will love. Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard because... Um, A lot of people who are very ambitious, I think they struggle with that the most. I've certainly struggled with it because if you're an ambitious person, your ambition tells you, well, I have to be, you know, in the C-suite or the head of or the general manager or whatever level partner. Um, And then as you get further and further up the chain, you're working more, it always requires more hours, it's more stress, and it's not a whole lot more money because you've already 
started earning enough money where you can do the things you want to do, but then time becomes more important and, you know, your mental health and other things, once you kind of get to that, you know, certain level of pay, which brings that financial security. So I know that it's a really hard thing to say, well, maybe this isn't what I want to do because I think people who are a type and ambitious have been kind of, um, what's the word, conditioned their whole lives to think, well, this is it and realizing that it's not what you want. Um, And I know my own experience, like change management, there's not a clear path. Like if you're an accountant, then the clear career path is becoming a CFO, right? It's very linear. It's well-established accountants of, you know, it's a very, um, you know, it's an old profession, whereas change management, it's like, well, okay, where do I go? Because there's no chief change officer yet, but even to be a head of change, I'm like, well, I'm really ambitious. I want to be a leader, but also head of change. I don't want to sit in meetings all day. That's actually, I like doing change. I like being on the tools and making the change happen. But how do I, you know, how do I get, still be able to do that? Because if you're a head of change, you don't do any more change. (laughs) You just sit in meetings and you hire people and you manage people. And I'm sure that's great. But, you know, it's, yeah, it, it's a difficult one. Um, anyway, this is probably a good segue into the topic, which is future-proofing <laughs> your career. <laughs> because, like, I think, and another reason it's so hard for people to step away is because of the unknown, right? Yeah. Um, so when we talk about, I'll start at the beginning. So when we talk about future-proofing your career, what does that actually mean? Right. The most concise way it really is preparing and positioning yourself for the future mm-hmm. and as we I know and as as you know and I'm more than happy to share I did I hadn't myself prepared mm. and positioned mm. myself for the future and so this book is written because I don't want others to go through what I went through or I see <laughs> many women in particular and leaders worldwide going through at the moment. So Mm. it really is preparing and positioning yourself for the future. So it is having a vision there of of what you want that future to be, but having multiple options so that you can move and adjust. And I suppose, obviously, right now, many people would have would be saying oh my goodness I wish I had done some preparing or planning pre-planning before yeah yeah, before this yeah so in your book one of the things that I really loved about your book was the stories and the book starts with your own personal story where you had I think you were going to leave your job and go to the United States to be with your boyfriend and then your boyfriend did a whole win center we need to talk text and then you found yourself you know leaving this job that you loved um and in america with nothing um and before we started recording we had a chat for the listeners and i had a very similar experience around the same time where i left adelaide to come to melbourne and my long-term boyfriend was supposed to move with me and then just didn't <laughs> i was like whoa what's going on here and it was the start of the gfc And I was working in consulting, which was like my big fancy job that I came over here, you know, I was so excited and it was tough. Um, It was tough building, you know, a career and building skills and even staying employed during that time. And so, yeah, like it's a very powerful story that you shared. And I think that's what really got me hooked. And I love that you share um, 
the stories of a lot of people. And I did notice a theme through the book as well around you did uh, go to uh, lengths to point out that often it's women who are, you know, too scared to take the steps and women who are feeling like they need to provide for their family or their kids or whatever. Um, So I found that really interesting too. Um, And I guess obviously go and buy the book and read it listeners um, to get more info. But if we talk about future proofing your career, what are some steps that people can take now who may be scared? Are there some little baby steps that people can take? Yeah, there certainly are. So the first one would be just taking a snapshot of where you actually are now. And where most of the world, you know, either at home or, or, you know, contained in some way. So I've made it really, really simple. You can just get an understanding of where you sit on my future proofing ladder. So mm-hmm. we know the old career ladder that had gone even pre-COVID, right? It wasn't yeah. working. Yeah. And that system is old, done. People yeah. are not motivated by that, as you pointed out with your personal story there. I'm hearing that every day, all day. Mm-hmm. From, from people so we I think for people to take this it's a, it's literally be five minutes it's if that so it's a called the future proof um, level quiz it's on my website so it's just www it's just kellytomney.com and you'll see at the top of it it's the quiz that will just give people an understanding of where they are on the level and the stages of a career journey and it'll actually give them some tips right then right there just give some tips depending on where you are on Mm -hmm. the level Mm -hmm. just to say that's the next step to take if you're feeling maybe one of the levels the most popular at the moment is sort of the disconnected level Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. it's a frustrated to future proof uh level um guide and a lot of people pre-COVID if you like were feeling that frustrated level where they're feeling like you know they are professional they are smart they are ambitious they really want to make an incredible impact in the world this is who you and I attract Tash these people that really want to make this impact but they were feeling like they're purpose and their potential isn't being activated in the day-to-day corporate world or professional system or even own businesses I work with business owners as well Mm -hmm. so just feeling like wow I want to be more than this I'm overworking but under you know underwhelmed and underutilized and underfulfilled yeah and so that's where when I do that pretty much most people were feeling in that frustrated area And that's why Frustrated to Future Proof, you know, works so well. And this will give people exercises and steps in the book for them to go through. But what I'm finding right now was the next level is most people are sort of feeling disconnected. And so I'm just wanting to honour if a lot of people, you know, listeners are feeling that um, they can either be feeling, this is what people are telling me in their careers and leaders in business, is that they're feeling either abandoned a feeling like, oh, my whole program of work, my whole division, they might have to re- reset, cost cut, I've had to make huge redundancies. They really feel, and they can feel like their organisations are making 
we've got one thing on the website for the values, but what's actually happening can be quite different. And so yeah. it's really hurting leaders and change leaders who are on the call. They're saying, well, I helped create this change and this transformation. I've helped build this coalition. I've helped build these ambassadors for the change. I've helped put my life into this, uh, like I know a lot of your listeners would be doing. And then that is they're going, wow, but what for? It's yeah. just been, you know, wiped away overnight or it's now not a priority. So people can really feel that abandoned level right here, right now. Mm-hmm. And so there's steps that in the book that can help them too. But really, if people are feeling at that level, it's a really recognising that what impact can you make? And really probably redirecting and finding, okay, where do you want to make an impact now? And sometimes that redirect, and I've had it in my career and I'm sure everybody on on listening has had it, where you have these obstacles come up and you just feel like you're bashing your head against a brick wall and you're going, wow, I'm trying to change this. I've tried to influence it you've got smart people on the call, you've got all the change and influencing skills in the world, but this is just not moving. And sometimes when that happens, it can be saying it is the wrong direction. Yep. Okay. And when I've, I probably haven't been listening to that, you know, I would keep pushing past it and try and find another, you know, intellectual solution. But really, it was my intuition, okay, saying this is, don't keep going down that road. It's not the right road for you. So I just encourage people to connect back in there. It actually can help save you years of stress and um, anxiety in your career and life. It's impacting relationships. It's impacting you know, a lot of people, that's all in our homes right now. So if it's not the right direction and it's not where really your energy and your impact and it's not on your purpose, we can find a new direction for you. So it's just recognising that and saying, actually, these and Gabby Bernstein would say, you know, an obstacle can be a detour in the right direction. And that's what we just go thank you I can now be aware that that's really not the direction I want to take either my life purpose or my career purpose and I can now rebuild and recreate and reconnect into something that's really going to help people rise up Mm. what is so exciting Tash and as you would understand and have read from my book There's a lot of fear around the future and what's going on right now. And there's so much uncertainty and so many people are fearing for their jobs and for their livelihoods and all of this. And I so, you know, I relate to that. I completely, deeply, spiritually, physically, financially, (laughs) in every way can appreciate that. And but we can rebuild and we can rebuild even better than before. We don't have to put the same pieces into the puzzle as they were before. This Mm. actually is an opportunity. And so I think, 
and what I've put in the book is the opportunities to take. We've got more time now than ever. Mm. Um, we're not commuting, you know, those sorts of things. So we can just take in each of the chapters, there's just an action, you know, just some actions. And I've tried yeah. to make them the most. So it's like, okay, just work through it. Just one yep. action a day can just start to help you lift your energy, be more on purpose to find out what that actually is. Wow, what is the potential now of what I could do? In fact, it's actually probably even more. So it is I'm not taking a fear approach. I take an opportunity approach. We've got so much of that in the media and, you know, we don't have to, I recognise the reality of all of that, but being in fear is not helping anybody. Mm. Being in purpose and impact and in our potential and in actually just moving, as your words, step by step to where we actually can grow into. And I think from both of our conversations earlier in your story, wow, look at where you've got to because mm. you had that incredibly difficult <laughs> situation and look at where you are now. So mm. you're able to, we can take the positives of this I wouldn't be where I am now absolutely if I didn't have my personal crisis professional crisis you know 12 13 years ago there's just no way known I would be doing the work that I love now with people that I love that's yeah. amplified worldwide there's just no way so I don't but that has taken as it has for you it's taken a lot for us to get to where we are and that has yeah. not been easy there's been I recognize that it's and I know that for people listening I just want to say life is hard you know yeah. you may see me on social media and I want to connect with you please connect um, you'll see that I share the real stuff as well as you know the positives my mm. My ambition and my purpose is to amplify positive impact. Yep. So I will always be about how to make this an opportunity. So how to rise up, how to connect. I will always do that. But I will also, as I have in my book, try to share what was the real situation here. What yeah. is, because people I think are real bit sick of and as I was at my time of feeling disconnected and abandoned and mm. you know destroyed my plan a just you know disintegrated into a mobile phone and I was just like whoa I just what do I do now who am I now what do I even want to do yeah when and not having the connections not having the finances no job no yeah. house no ability to actually yeah didn't have mm. didn't have those things but you can rebuild and you can rebuild even better so those yeah. steps get the quiz I would say get the book it's 35 30 dollars or something mm -hmm. you will absolutely not regret it if you plan and position yourself now, which people 
say to me now, oh, you know, nobody could have foreseen this and it's just whatever. And it really does. I just think that is BS. We've yeah. had pandemics before. Okay. Well, we had we've the GFC, had, you know, we just talked about GFC. that we've and that had, was in 2008, 2009. That wasn't that long ago. So I think if, yeah, if you're in any market, there are disruptive events that will disrupt the employment market or the jobs market or careers. And it, it could even be something like your industry being disrupted. Like when Uber came, like if you're a taxi driver, when yeah. Uber came to Australia, like that's very, you know, and that's not pandemic or GFC levels of disaster. So I think, yeah, there's, you, you know, you can't just be in a job thinking this is the way it's going to be forever and ever. Like there's so many things that come up. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you about that yes. you touched on was you talked about, you know, building a profile and branding quite a lot in the book as yeah. one of the steps to help future-proof yourself. Do you have any tips again for people? Because as somebody who has been, I guess, putting themselves out there for maybe two years, I remember how scary it was in the start like how scary it was saying, oh, guys, I've, I've made a podcast. Ha <laughs> have a listen. Um, and now I'm like, oh, here's a video of me. Here's my thoughts on blah. And, you know, and it, that really resonated because it does get easier. But for somebody who knows that they need to start building a profile for themselves, what tips do you have for them to just get started? To get started. Firstly is recognise that everybody finds branding themselves difficult. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. And people say to me, and I've put it, that people would rather go to the dentist than brand themselves. Oh, they no, would... I'd rather brand myself. I just had a root canal. It was nasty. Oh, right. <laughs> and it, it was expensive too. At least yeah. branding myself is free. <laughs> you've, you've got yourself going. Yeah. A lot of people, and now you're doing your own branding. When people are starting, they are just so fearful of being the tall poppy, coming across as inauthentic. There's so mm. much fear around it. And I just want to say that is okay. If that's where you're at, just please recognise that everyone feels that, particularly at the start, as you've pointed out. Mm. It's like it is... So just realise it's normal, okay? And as Brene Brown and that sort of stuff that would say, you know, and there is the research, everybody feels not good enough. So just those couple of pieces just keep top of mind. Then the second one around the second tip is just going find out what is authentic for you. Because that's the next barrier where people say, oh, I just don't want to come across as being authentic and stuff like that. So we've yeah. got to find out what is authentic for you. Now, that's again in the book and the steps and stuff like that. I would say the top ones for the listeners here, you do find what your passion is and your purpose. Your purpose will be your key thing. Now, I've, over all of my career, I think I've looked at purpose work constantly. I have, I don't know how many books, podcasts, mentorships, series that I've purchased, etc. Working out your purpose, I have condensed to a pretty, pretty concise approach in the book. So I would do your career purpose 
find out what your career and actually, as you're probably sensing, I'm a bit of life as well. It yeah. will, when we work with people, they just go, actually, this is my whole life. This is what I do. This is what I want to do. This is how yeah. I am. Yeah. And that is the gold because, and that's my approach, is then going, actually, you can just be this brand. This is actually who you are. This is just what you enjoy doing and who you love connecting with and your impact that you want to give to the world and who you like doing it with and how you like doing it. So can you start to see if you follow that purpose bit and yep. there's a concise thing on the, in the book in trying to get to that purpose for you, you'll get your first version. Then it's about activating it. It's really around taking those steps, but in the right direction. Mm -hmm. So it is working through what is your future? What do you want it to look like? Now, most of my clients go, oh, my God, I haven't got a career plan. I haven't got a future plan. How could I possibly do that in this yeah. situation? And I get it. And oh, yeah, I was guilty as charged of that one too. I read that and went, you're right. I do spend more time planning holidays and then planning my career. And even yesterday I went for a walk around Albert Park Lake with a good friend of mine and he's still in his twenties and he, you know, quite confidently was saying how he wants to make a certain amount of millions of dollars by the time he's 35. And I was like, that's amazing. And I'm like, why aren't I doing that? <laughs> and I've started doing, I've started doing um, a, like a yearly goal and six weekly objectives and key results because I'm a project nerd yeah. um, to actually, and I'm finding that really helpful. So when I read that in the book, because I've yeah had that realisation that I'm, I don't think enough about my career, but I have too many conflicting goals and I'm very unsure about where and when and, and I need to, like, I don't think I'm ready for a five-year plan because that's not my style, but I've done a one-year plan. So <laughs> Well done. <laughs> but even that, right? And... So it's getting that future alignment. So it's getting mm. that future alignment so that we're just not busy, busy on stuff that's actually not going to matter. And yeah, that's tough for people to hear. It is because I'm also, a, oh, I'll just put something out there and see how it goes and, you know, see what opportunities come my way, blah, blah, blah. And it's a bit too, like that's fine when you're younger, but I think it's a bit too wishy-washy for now. Yeah. And I think right now what we're hearing is people want to matter. There's, they're seeing issues in the world, they're rising up, they're seeing what's happening, you know, and we're wanting to contribute more than ever. And we've got more, more educated than ever. We've got all of these professional skills and we've got great networks and we've been leading changes and these sorts of things across organisations and we want to make this really powerful, more, more impact. So we do need to look at that future alignment rather than, so that there's steps in the book there. Then the next one would be, okay, activate on your highest priority, highest value actions only. That can be pretty, they can go, but when we do that with someone, they can just go, wow, you know, all those meetings that I was attending, I mean, really, I could have delegated that, grown some of my team, 
if I'm working on this, they're more engaged anyway. So we can really start to elevate and really amplify and just start to make sure that we're not feeling as drained and, and busy but bored. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. So and so many people are just going from Zoom to Zoom but mm. disengaged and they're very much saying, well, you know, do people really care if I'm on on their you know how do I get my voice heard in these things yeah. what impact so this is the area where you can say well what actually I've worked out what's authentic in terms of my brand I've got some future direction there use the exercises in my book that can I know it's difficult but it will just help you crystallize and then what are the key things that I want to activate and you can start to see the low priority stuff just dissolves away. And um, yeah. then you can start to feel you're just being your brand. And that's where people feel like, oh, my God, oh, this new job's just come in because it's actually me. I was doing it and it's what I love. And Or these new clients have come in. Or I'm going to be on this board that really excites me and it's something that I've always wanted to make an impact on. So those opportunities come in when you've got the future proofing formula where you've got those that combination happening mm. because people can be really authentic, obviously, but yeah. if they're not doing anything about it and not activating or it's not future aligned, it's wonderful for the here and now, but yeah that isn't relevant, you know, next month sort of thing. So we need each of those things there and people will start to feel that their brand then gets known. Like, oh, she's incredible at that. Yes, yep. get, get her on this because she's mm. fantastic at that. Oh, you must hear about and get her involved in this new opportunity. If that's where that really starts, where your brand starts to be activated, it can then be standout. Then you're future-proof. You've got lots of different options. You don't need to feel, you know, if one option doesn't work out, you've got others to, um, yeah. to, pull, to pull on. It's like, okay, that's not right now. I've got other options, no problems. It allows you to take back the power and actually be much more proactive and be much more fulfilled because it's just your brand is just who you are. It's the essence. It's your total experience of you because it's just much more natural, real and future aligned. Great. Great. And so we were chatting before uh, we hit record about a very special offer to the listeners. So if you have been listening and you feel like this has really resonated with you, Kelly has very kindly offered to give a couple of free consults to listeners of this podcast. So if you would like to take Kelly up on that offer, please send myself or Kelly a message just saying you heard her on Castacambio. And yeah, you can have a free one-on-one uh, -on -one career consultation, which is so generous of you, Kelly. Oh, um, you. So before we wrap up the podcast, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners or any other tips you have? Okay, I think just acknowledge so many people are feeling disconnected right now and mm -hmm. also the people that you're trying to lead. So just acknowledge that, also honour that for yourself. 
if you just, you know, I just want to really put that out there. It's just really connecting in with yourself as well as, as others. We can tend to prioritise everybody else and hold space for them, but not necessarily for ourselves. So I just want to um, acknowledge that people are feeling very drained right now. So it's just making sure that you check in with your, you know, fuel tank how you really are going yep. and just checking in with that sort of it can be day to day but just sort of going okay really you know how is my fulfillment you know tank going how am I in all areas of life it's just really important and you can do that with your teams it's just working really really well uh, that in sessions that I run just to check in for people just because so much we're all in we're not all in this, we're in the same storm, but we yeah. are not in the same boat on this one. Mm. And people may have seen that meme go around and it really is really important to understand that people are going through a lot right now and you, if your listeners are. And also what's another tip? There is a way out of this. You know, both Tash and I are, well, you know, people would look at us as going, you know, we're successful, we're doing what we love, we're connecting with this, we're sharing, we're amplifying what we, um, what we love and the impact that we want in the world. But we had to do some stuff to get here. Yeah. And so I just want to say, just do the stuff now. And yeah. it doesn't have to be as hard as probably Tash or I have gone through. <laughs> You've got some tools here get the book it's a simple it's yeah. really just you know work yourself through that connect with me on social media you'll hear stories of others that are going through things you'll just get tips daily tips as we go I do Q&A's on those so send through any questions as you go Great. yeah so just it's a long it's a career lifelong connection that we can just help each other and wherever you are at at the moment. So I would, and obviously, you know, if people are really wanting to future-proof their career, LinkedIn, connect with me oh, on yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah. I share a heap of tips on there. You can start to see how you do have to harness your LinkedIn profile after your authentic brand and your vision and your um, long-term direction. Definitely that is a key tip, but definitely after you've done the steps in the book. Otherwise, it can be just a little bit people feel like they are putting a brand out there that's not really yeah. not really as authentic. Yeah. So I'd say those, I mean, tips could go on all day, but I think those are the key ones just right here, right now. Connect with us. I'm joining, creating, I've got the Future Proof You program, but I've also got the Connect and Rise Up program coming up right. to really allow people to connect online and rise up as a group of leaders and women and help us all to go to the next level, to come out of this, like Phoenix rising from the ashes, to come out of this even better than before because we know if we're honest, it wasn't great before. Your mm. listeners have been working and leading change mm. and they've been hearing the system that wasn't working 
and they've probably been feeling that personally as a leader and as an organisation. And so now we do have an opportunity to actually connect as a group to help us all rise up and actually make this an incredible opportunity such as both of us have mm. done to actually go and look back at it and think there was some I wouldn't be here today if I didn't have and do that work yeah. then yeah and I can honestly say that and it was tough just as our listeners are finding at the moment yeah. but there is a way through and it can be even better than before and that's exciting. That's really, truly exciting. So thank your listeners and please connect with me. I'm excited to make this, you know, even better than before and we can do it. I know we can. Amazing. Well, Kelly, it's been such a pleasure having you on the podcast as a guest. Um, I am so grateful for your time and for all the amazing advice and tips you've given the listeners today and for your offer of free coaching sessions. So get on to that guys. Um, and I hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll be back soon with more Casa de Cambio. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks, Tash. Thank you.